Welcome to Day 93 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share highly from our readings, which can be found in Judges chapter 12 through 16, with a focus on Judges chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, and then verses 15 through 17. Samson went down to Timnah, and at Timnah he saw one of the daughters of the Philistines, and he came up and told his father and mother, I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines at Timnah, now get her for me as my wife. But his father and mother said to him, Is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives, or among all our people, that you must go and take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. On the fourth day they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to tell us what the riddle is, lest we burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us here to impoverish us? And Samson's wife wept over him and said, You only hate me, you do not love me. You have put a riddle to my people, and you have not told me what it is. And he said to her, Behold, I have not told my father nor my mother, and shall I tell you? She wept before him the seven days that their feast lasted, and on the seventh day he told her, because she pressed him hard. Then she told the riddle to her people. Now you might be thinking I'm talking about Delilah, if you're not familiar with the story of Samson, or at least not the full story of Samson, which is told in two parts over a span of 20 years. Samson had a history of going after the wrong person. Samson had a history of making a poor choice based on a lustful desire. First was, he took a wife from the Philistines, even though he was a Nazarene, which, if you remember back in Leviticus, Nazarenes had special uh, vows that they couldn't break, vows that had to do with not drinking, uh, not cutting your hair, amongst other things. Now, often a Nazarene would only have to do these things for as long as they were, uh, as long as the vow they made, you know, qualified for it. But Samson was set apart at birth, and he was a Nazarene since birth, meant to be a judge. And here we see at uh, at a young age, he's misusing his strengths. In fact, before this, uh, he had killed a lion, and then later on when he found there was honey in the lion, he ate from it. He touched a dead thing, which was against one of the vows of the Nazarene. He married a Philistine woman, or I guess was betrothed to her, but in the in-between between being betrothed and actually married, uh, lots of unfortunate things happen. And what we see is Samson operates in his gift regardless, and God continues to use him in spite of himself. But later on, what we get to is we see that Samson is really robbed of his strength and of his life in the end because of a decision that he made for the second time, not the first, which was to be connected to the wrong person, to be enticed by the wrong person. In fact, if you read the story of Samson and Delilah, what you'll find is Delilah also wept and pressured Samson. We're actually told that in later chapters, she wept and vexed him so much that his heart was vexed to death. I've never been that hard-pressed by anyone before. But that also goes to talk to you about Samson's emotional strength and its lack thereof. He makes poor decisions. I mean, he endured seven days of weeping, and then he endured days of Delilah's weeping. But at the end of the day, what he didn't do was change his environment. What he didn't do was uh, 
endure, ask God for strength, anything that we're taught to do. He stayed in a bad decision, doubled down in it, and then had to deal with the consequences. In one case, his first wife was uh, given to his best man. That's another story for a different day. And that results in him retaliating against the Philistines and them retaliating back. And, and really, Samson's life is a story of mutual retaliation. And while God does use Samson at the end uh, to deliver the Israelites from Philistine oppression, it comes at a terrible cost of Samson's own life because of his lustful desires. And powerful desires uh, can make us dumb. There's not really another way or a more polite way that I can think to say that. We're told in Scripture that the heart is deceitful above all else. In other words, we can't trust our own emotions. That's why it says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. In other words, if we give our trust and our plans to the Lord, He guides us in His right ways and in proper ways. But when we put our desires first and foremost as the thing that drives us and pushes us forward, we will find ourselves often in places that aren't fantastic because desires can be powerful and desires can make us dumb. And so the question that I have for you today is, what are you desiring? What are we desiring? Is it God? Is it deeper relationship with Him? Is it godly things? Building up your spiritual life, building up relationships with your friends and families in ways that are meaningful. See, where we put our heart's desires where we'll often end up. And so if our desire is self-destructive and bad, it, we're going to end up in bad places. That's why when we put or when we make God our desire, we will find ourselves growing into a deeper intimacy with him and we'll find ourselves overall in a better place. So what are we desiring? Let's not be like Samson. And if you do make mistakes, that's okay. Just try and learn from them. Try and be the opposite of Samson again. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.